Hi, this is going to be my intro, uh, like my little intro pod, my intro episode, or the first article of my blogcast. Um, so here we go. My name is Jess. I also go by Jessie, and it kind of depends on my mood. Most days it's Jess, sometimes it's Jessie. So, here we go. Weekly roundups of astrology and ideas I simply do not have the energy to complete. Welcome to Fifth House Fun by me, Jess. I mostly use they pronouns. Currently, um, I fluctuate between, between they and she. This is a low-pressure space to gather musings from a whirlwind of data. So, topics you can find here astrology, exploratory art, whether my own or other creatives, um, books that I've found useful or that I'm reading, creativity and the process of creation, queerness, grief, humaning, inclusivity, messiness, tarot, tools for humaning with more ease, joy, ancestral exploration of my indigenous and Mexican parts, and so much more. I've been in a, I've been a traditional astrology student for two years now, and I'm currently launching consultations and writing way too many ideas down on post-it notes or my voice memos tucked into odd corners and my plethora of unread or sparsely read books. I'm curious and passionate about, I'm curious and passionate about the fifth house, the pleasure center of our life, our G-spot, kind of. This is the place where we go to lose ourselves in the act of fun, but really I'm curious about all of it. Some main questions that guide my practice, how can we use astrology as a tool to try more and fail often? This is one I feel like has been influenced or kind of became a thing simultaneously with uh, E.Y. Washington's talk on the fifth house. How does astrology that is ungendered and expansive feel? How can this language expand how we feel comfortable expressing ourselves? How does astrology sit in your body? What, how does it feel true to you? Um, how does it help you move in emotions and physical form and spiritual progress and in stillness too? I think astrology is a way that we can better relate to our lives, better relate to ourselves and better relate to the relationships within our lives. So traditionally the fifth house holds matters of children, sex, the fun kind, Although recently I heard Chris Brennan and Austin Kopic talk about, oh, and Kelly Surtees on when I re-listened to the Seventh House, or the Houses episode on the Seventh House, um, I, they talked about the Seventh House ruling sex because it's where you find the other, and it's the submersion under the horizon, so I could see that also, but 
currently sticking with sex the fun kind for the fifth house romance joy gambling any sorts of games recreational sports uh, infinite types of dynamic and creative expressions including art uh, I mean <laughs> including acting um, you know screenwriting plays anything of the sort and it's anything that you birth in a metaphorical sense. But I think there are a lot of nuances that go into the fifth house. Um, this includes pleasure. In a world that tries to squeeze every ounce of labor it can from our dull, saggy skin, how can we feel safe, worthy, and able to seek out and trust our desires? And I think this is a big question that COVID highlighted for all of us. What does pleasure feel like to you in your body? Do you have different levels of joy? And does everyone have access to pleasure? The answer to that is obviously no. And I think it's important to explore who doesn't and why and to bring that into the conversation. And what are the barriers to such in my community, in my country, globally? And how can I bring my action and my impulse to serve into that into that process into that service I want that to be the main core of my mission so pleasure, joy, dynamic expression, artistic endeavors, channeling that creative spirit birthing something into being for the sake of it, the sake of translating your essence outwardly these are all forms of resistance against the extractive nature of capitalism. Just like breathing, moving your body, connecting to earth, and singing your truth. Now, I wanted to focus on all things joyful, and I've been waiting so long to sit down and write. But the reality is, that's not my truth. My truth is that I love joy and I love grief. And I love the complexity that these two bring, intertwining through our lives. My adoration of the joys of life does not come without the shadow of grief holding my hand. And I'll touch on this later as I dive into my journey with astrology and with my birth chart and my own research, but I think my 8th house Mars really highlights and ties this in because my 8th house Mars is ruled by my 5th house Mercury. Um, so I really do, you know, and my moon being Mars ruled, I, I think that this is imperative of my exploration. It's to tie these elements together, not to be bypassy or leave them behind. Um, and I think we all have developed a much more intimate relationship with grief, you know, as COVID rages on continually, as the climate changes, really, we cannot avoid this grief, right? We have our personal grief. We have our collective grief around COVID. We have our ecological grief, our grief tied to the collapse of our ecosystem as we formerly knew it. 
and we've really got this larger spiritual grief (laughs) that's guided our society for you know since the existence of time we have been meaning makers our entire civilization there is not a point in our history where we have not tried to make meaning of the suffering that we go through so we've inherited a shitty state of the planet and sometimes i know i don't want to say it makes me want to die but it makes me like not want to be alive and it's hard it's hard to feel that you know it's hard to tiptoe around that in conversation with your friends with your family with the people you love I know there's so much technological advance that is bound to happen that will really bring us up and through. But I think part of that is feeling these emotions and letting us explore that in relation with one another. I think that's how we're moving through it. That's how we pave the way for these new advances to occur. So, yeah. I think of joy and grief as I think of the fifth house and the eighth house. So if we look at the two of these in, you know, the wheel of a chart, and I'm thinking specifically within whole sign houses, together they make a square aspect. They make a whole sign 90 degree angle together. And a square is an angle of tension. Um, We talk about squares a lot as uh, like internal frustration or like an internal grinding that generates motion or movement um i also like to think (laughs) like a perpendicular angle is a support beam we think about the axes we use when we're graphing data um you think about the joints of your house and how they're supported by 90 degree angles these purpular, per- purpular, <laughs> these perpendicular angles, you know, they're load bearing. They, they have to sustain pressure. They transmute momentum. They, they channel energy and that's, I think that's a prime showcase of the reasons, or maybe it would be more apt to say that is a descriptor of the real life understood value of the joys and the life support they bring to our moments of grief. And it fluctuates, right? It fluctuates because we, we are emotional beings living on emotional waves. But as we ride those waves of grief and joy and grief and joy, I think that's what really, that's what gives us substance. That's what gives our lives meaning to us. That's where we, that's where we feel things are purposeful. There's a reason to wake up and, you know, march on. And joy asks us, what do you enjoy the most? What or who drops you into that belly laughter? Where do you radiate warmth with the present moment? 
And grief says, we're all going to die. It might be tomorrow. It might be far ahead. It may have already happened. You might be going through a death cycle right now, not a physical death, but a spiritual death, which is just as valid. So what are you going to do today with this minute, with this year, with this life? Grief really asks us to tap back into what is most important to you. And I think that is why COVID has been so potent for many, many reasons. We've realized we cannot take this life for granted. We, you know, we've got to milk every moment we can. And these are, you know, these are the rich parts of life, the ones that make us feel into that core, what it, what it feels like to be human. This strips us of our ego. It demands our attention. So <laughs> this is my fifth house journey. I realized uh, that my journey is simply that of sharing. It's of being a channel for this information that has really resonated and moved me. Um, this is, I'm sharing my fifth house journey in true fifth house Gemini stallion fashion. Um, yeah, I want to explore these moments of connection for humanity, full of decaying flesh and stolen moments of desire, hard lessons and good times. This is really important work. I feel it. I know it might not be right now, but this is the work that will move us forward. And it's important to acknowledge that feeling joy requires safety. And I want to explore those safety barriers. I want to bring them into conversation, feel the grief, and eradicate old truths and obstacles that stand in the way. Everyone deserves security, belonging, support, access to basic needs, including Mother Earth, of all things, yes. Thank you. Thank you for reading. Thank you for listening. I promise to bring you value and a whole lot of what? So sign up now so you don't miss any words. Thanks so much, lovelies. Bye.